Well, hello. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosewalk. And this is Mary to Hollywood, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly of being married to each other and the industry. <laughs> Hi. Uh, I don't we, know if that worked right or not. <laughs> we're going to apologize for any um, technical difficulties, overlapping audio. talk, or audio problems. <laughs> because we are using Skype to record, or we're we're communicating via Skype and then using this in-app program to record our conversation. To then we're upload. currently 3,000 miles apart, but we did not want to miss our... I feel like it's 4,000. Is it not? Isn't DC to... Let's say just, isn't close to post 3,000? Well, I'm curious. Look it up. <laughs> um, but anyway, yes, I flew to Washington, D.C. this morning with Lila. It was my first time flying alone with the baby, and that was quite an experience. With that, honey. Oh, my goodness. Uh, thank goodness for lovely random people being kind to you when they see you are in need. There was a gentleman who helped me get settled in the seat, and then there was this sweet woman who helped me get off the plane with her. Uh, Lila did not sleep. It was a red eye. Over Thanksgiving, she slept on the red eye, and I thought that would be wise to do it again. And she did not do it. <laughs> Sorry. Man. There was one hour where she just screamed for an hour straight, but we were having turbulence and her ears hurt and she I couldn't get her to stop. Yeah. And because of the turbulence, I couldn't get up to walk her around. No. And so she was just upset. Oh, yes. Poor thing. So she finally starts to calm down and she wants to play and she's jumping up and down on me. And the flight attendant keeps coming by going, how is she still awake? I was like, I have no idea. She goes, it's one o'clock in the morning. I was like, I know. I don't know. So finally she starts getting overtired and you know how that goes. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. the stewardess was very sweet and let me kind of hang out in the back with them to mm-hmm. put on boba wrap, get her inside the boba wrap. Yeah. They didn't know what that was. They were like, what is this contraption? It's the greatest thing ever. I was like, it's the boba wrap. Got her in. And as soon as she's in, she starts arching her back and screaming and kicking her legs and then went, and was out. And I was like, oh, yay, you're out. And I'm kind of like holding her head like this. And anytime I tried to sit down for the next hour and a half, she would wake up. So for the next hour and a half, I had no choice but to be up and swaying like oh. this. And it's like 1.30 in the morning, quarter two in the morning, two in the morning, we're getting ready to land. And I even joked with, this, with the flight attendant, well, thank goodness there haven't been any poopy diapers. As she goes, <laughs> And I look at the flight attendant, and Lila looks at me and wakes her up. And she goes, eh. and I went, I have to change her. What do I do? As it goes, bing, ladies and gentlemen, we have begun our initial descent into Washington, Dallas. Please find your seats and remain seated till the flight has blah, 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 blah. I look at the stewardess with my eyes big. And she went, go ahead, go ahead. So I'm changing this poopy diaper as the plane is starting to descend. And the triple piece keeps, like, falling. Uh-uh. <laughs> So I get her changed, get her cleaned up. I'm trying to walk down the aisle to my seat, and it's like I'm holding on to the things. It wasn't like super steep, but you know when it's starting to go down. So I get all situated, and that, of course, is when she decided to nurse and fall asleep finally, was as we were landing. So it was an adventure, and I am tired. But hey, motherhood, and I survived, and I did it. You're amazing. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I miss my women. 
Yeah, we miss you okay. too. Um, I have a lot to clean in the house since you left. For the first time in my life, I did not leave the house spotless when I left. And it was giving me anxiety knowing that it wasn't going to happen. There is laundry that's unfolded, trash that has not been taken out. It's I crazy. came home today I and put most of mine away. What? I put most of mine away. Whatever in the bassinet, ignore. Okay. But the rest of mine did get put away before I left. I um I came home and, and I was like, oh, what's that smell? There's trash in the kitchen. I forgot about the trash. And then There's I left I said I should have taken the so trash. Oh much trash in the kitchen. So I to um I mean I'm gonna miss you and uh, this is an interesting I'm miss thing. You too. Because one of the things that I, this is like a perfect way to talk about um, the long distance nature of oh there's Brady scratching away hi Brady the long distance nature of um, relationships sometimes when you end up going to location to film I mean unfortunately or fortunately we get to test drive this without being on set. Right. It's my grandmother's 90th birthday, and so we had to come home for it. But unfortunately, Jason wasn't able to join us. Yeah. But it's true. Stick around in L.A. Yeah. It's cold here. Otherwise, you got the better end of the the deal right now. Cold here. It's in the 50s. So cold. Well, for L.A., that is cold. But it is interesting when you book something. Like, I had this audition in Vegas. I know we talked about it. We were getting ready to go. I had it. It went great, but we really had to be like, if this happens, what are we going to do if I have to go to Vegas or these different things? And this week apart, as much as we're going to miss each other, it, it's kind of a tester of, oh, all right, it's a whole week. What's that like apart from each other? I keep saying to Jason, he has the week off. So I hope you sleep and rest up. I'm going to. Um, after we after we wrap this up tonight, I might actually go to the gym late at night. Really? Yeah, just to go do it because I need to get back into that rhythm. Uh, yeah. Um, do me a favor though. Yeah. Promise me. Here on the podcast for everybody, don't stay up playing video games till three o'clock in the morning just because we're gone and you can. <laughs> oh no, I I did that last night. Please, well, I figured you did last night. One one night don't was enough. Every night. You I need will sleep. Doing it every night. I okay. need my sleep. I need you my rest. Sleep. You need you need a, a week of Jason catching up on his sleep. Well, and when I'm your age, I hope I look half as good as you do. Ah, shucks. That's right, ladies. I married a younger man. <laughs> but I think that um, like regularly catching up with people because it's one of those things that like I look forward to the next time we have a guest. By the way, we're not having a guest this week. It was just too hectic coordinating it's with too baby crazy trying to leave and baby and yeah. So it's like, us today. Yay. What? I said, so it's just us today. Just, a, just us today. Just the two of us. We what? can make it if we try. What would be your fears of if like I were to have to go on location or you were to have to go on location for, you know, six to nine months? Like if it was a, a series shooting abroad. Or in the case of like uh, Lord of the Rings, where they shot for almost 18 months straight. Right, right. I mean, there are some fears in the back of my mind. I'm sure they're in the back of your mind with any couple. Let's enumerate them. (laughs) Let's just talk about them. While you and I are very secure together and we talk about this a lot, and every time there's a celebrity breakup, we high five and go, we got this, babe. There is that thing. And no insult to them because, you know, life is hard. 
things are complicated. That is one thing that he and I always do is when we see a breakup happening, we go, we got this, we got this. Because life can be hard and marriage is wonderful, but can take work and be hard. And if you're really... It doesn't can take It's constant. It's constant work. If you're really away shooting a series for six to nine months and you have to be in love with someone else and you're not coming home to your wife every night or I'm not coming home to my husband every night, there's always that fear of, is this going to... Oh, I wasn't even talking about that, but interesting. That wasn't even on, that wasn't actually what I was thinking about when I was saying that. Oh, really? Well, what were you thinking about? I was just thinking the logistics of it because like when we were first dating, um, when we first got in serious, you had had that opportunity to go up for the last, uh, the last Broadway turn rent had. Oh, oh, that would have been amazing. Yes. Mm -hmm. To be the Mimi in the last run. That would have been great. (laughs) thinking like okay cool i'll just move with you right um but which yes if we were to actually book a series that shot in say new orleans or new york or atlanta then yeah once we knew it got picked up the baby and i would relocate and be with you or you and baby would then relocate and be with me what for yeah. the suits yeah that's true so I was, I was actually just thinking like the logistics of it because like what if like it's this circumstance where you're going but i have to stay here right does the baby go with you? Does the baby stay with me in this circumstance? Cause it's for visiting family. Yes. The baby goes with you, right. but like, does the baby stay with the more stable person? Like this stable, the more stable, stably located person as right. As part of, of, of routine. Cause yeah. you want as little as you can to disrupt the, the baby's routine yeah. for sure. But then at the same time, it's like, if you're there and I'm here and I'm obligated to be here and you're obligated to be there for work reasons, not like day job reasons, but actually like working, like it's one thing for me to have to be here to pay bills, but it's entirely something else. If it's like, Oh, okay, cool. The kid's going to be having to have a sitter or a nanny either way. Right. It's so weird because it's like, well, I would want us to be able to split time, but the kid has, like you said, has to have a routine. Have a routine. But would it be the kind of thing also if you're in one place working and I'm in one place working, one, where the baby would be. But then two, do we make a point to visit once a week, once every two weeks? I think we said that when we first got together, we would never let more than two weeks go by without seeing each other, being on a plane and getting and seeing each other. Yeah, but Which there's also complicating. The, yeah, the logistics of the finances of that. You can't right. just as much as we are committed to that. It's not cheap. Flying is not cheap. It's expensive. Like that's one of the things that like I'm always curious and like we have to make a, a point of like a mental note right now of like our friends who do get separated by work quite frequently. Like yeah. what are the agreements? What are the conversations you guys have on a regular basis? Like how do you touch base? Do you use FaceTime, Skype? Um, like what are what are the what are the things you guys do to get through? I think for me with you, it's like even though there's only a three hour time difference, I feel like that's just enough time for our schedules to be completely out of sync. Three hours is just enough to mess with you. I've always said that it's, it's true. Yeah. So making sure we're and today. We didn't talk on the phone. We FaceTimed every time, you know, yeah. so thank goodness for technology where we can see each other and do that. Yeah. But, but Yeah. I'm really grateful for all that, but I like, I think to myself, it's like, cool. Would I like, 
you know, going into hair and makeup. Cause like one of the things we always talk about in the acting studio, um, is like, you know, going in and coming out of your character. It's like setting up a routine for at the end of the day. So I'm not spending my evenings in love with that other person or that like, or whatever, like whatever, whatever mindset I have to put myself in to be in that character, to be in that mode, then giving myself the space and the rest to come back out and be Jason, be Amelia's Jason. And, and then, you know, call you, see you, remind myself that, oh, this is the woman who loves me and sees me for me and, and makes me laugh and doesn't. And while she might make this character laugh, she's making Jason laugh. Oh, very eloquently said. Oh, OK. Well, well, is that? <laughs> so I'm just, I was like postulating about things like that. And then I was, I was thinking like, um one of the hardest things that we've dealt with in the last week is like that, um, kind of that sense of like desperation. Elaborate. What do you mean? Well, like we really need a booking between the two of us right now. I feel like, oh, oh, oh. and not in the sense like we need it in order for us to keep on being here to keep on, keep the struggle alive, but just like kind of need that emotional win. We, we need, we need one. It's yeah, true. Like, I was just like, I can go into depth about like my freakouts, but it was like, I was just curious your perspective on that. You know, haven't been here longer than I have. It's so bizarre because, and not to sound all preachy, cheesy, I'm a mom, but since becoming a mom, that, oh my God, pressure or getting desperate of booking a job, it's taken a backseat because I'm so in mom mode that I'm not even truly not that I don't not going for it or focused on it, but it's not my number one right now. And I think as I keep settling back into it and, and get with a different team and make things happen and, and getting around and making career go more, I'm sure that will pick back up. But right now I'm so in mommy mode, but before that happened, and you know me, I'm such an optimistic, upbeat person, 99% of the time. But I was noticing that I was starting to find the downside negative of certain things or go to the negative first, which is very much unlike me. And I didn't like that. And I was like, is this what it's like to be jaded out here? And I had to kind of reframe it, reformat it, write some stuff down in a journal, write a couple songs, just kind of get that out a little bit. Because um, it's very easy to slide and go, my gosh, I've been here for 12 years. An overnight success is 10 years. Why am I not where I want to be? But there is no... say that what baby you say that regularly yeah so what do you have to do to reframe it to regain you and keep going but on the plus side of that a life-changing experience like becoming a mom getting older i have a big birthday coming up you kind of stop i don't want to say stop caring but the little things you used to freak out about don't matter all right so if you go into one casting off and they don't like you that's fine Whatever this producer doesn't like this headshot, fine. But be true to you. And you don't have to worry so much about playing the game. It's just be you, be genuine, be honest. And that's something that as I've gotten older and becoming a mom, it's so much more than do I have the young mom shot? Do I have the teacher shot? Do I have the secretary with the glasses shot? Some agents are all about it. Some casting directors are all about that. Some aren't. And as you get older, it's this thing of just be you and be genuine and be honest. And they're either going to like you or you're not. Go in and do your thing and get on with your life for the rest of the day. 
So it's this kind of weird thing of there's so much more to life than that, yet I'm still hungry for the that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I know where I want my career to go. I know who I intend to be in this town and in this industry, but the little nitty gritty of how to do it the way you're technically, quote, supposed to with the rules, that went out the window, and I don't really follow them anymore. And that's kind of freeing. Interesting. It's also terrifying when you go, oh my God, I haven't had an audition in a while for something I care about. So that can be tricky too. (laughs) But yeah, I just think becoming a mom has changed some of that for me. But what about you? I think the, I don't think until we got pregnant, I actually ever felt the, I really need to book this job. Oh, I was feeling it like crazy for the two years before we got pregnant. Like crazy. I think it's the, the sense of obligation and responsibility I have. And, you know, it's probably that like, yeah, fifties outmoded perspective of like, Oh, I'm the man. I've got to take care of my family. Yeah. I don't really know how to consistently separate that experience from the audition process or like the, the development process. So every time I like something gets, comes across my plate right now, I'm like, Oh, this has to be the thing. I have to buckle down and I don't make this happen. Um, my wife and child won't eat. We won't have rent. And that's Which all that extra pressure on, on everything. everything. And it's exhausting for me. Yeah. Because then I don't even like I don't even have the bandwidth to be appreciative of the survival job that gives me the ability to do these things. And I, I, you, um, I think the pressure kind of squeezes out my ability to have gratitude because it's I'm like so needy of things. Yeah. Nothing is a grosser smell or feeling yeah. on a human being yes, than the neediness. The needy. I just yeah. Oh, I feel. Oh, baby doll. Yeah, it's all good. But no, I know, but that's... It's just it's really challenging. Incredibly interesting that becoming a mom, I've gone... the Not the opposite, but it's just interesting how becoming pregnant and being a dad, what we're saying is almost the opposite ends of the right. spectrum. I find that really it, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's... We balance it out, exactly. If we both had the same perspe- exact same perspective, I don't think we'd be tethered to it, you know? That's true. Because okay. if we both were relatively... I don't want to call what you're experiencing indifference, but... Yeah, it's not indifference, but it's... No, it's just you're, re- you're reprioritized. Reprioritizing, in yeah. And if we both reprioritized in the same way, we... Like the urgency that I feel about certain things, um, like the notion of, I mean, and not to like call you out in any way, but the notion of like skipping a week because we couldn't figure out how to do this. Like to me, like the doing this right now, this is a win that I need for this week while you're gone. Skipping a week. Oh, because, because we were going to do this two nights ago before I left. And then we've lost track of time. And, and you passed out. And I, and I well, <laughs> Because I almost drove off a cliff. Well, no. That happened that no. night. You got lost and the car almost slid off a cliff. You didn't almost drive off. Well, no, no, that's true. Let me, let me rephrase that. I did not almost drive off a cliff. It was raining and GPS put me on this yes. dirt Why path. Do people live up in the canyons. It Why the heck? That's a Malibu. Did it's you know the, the, the Canyon? There's like 
I'm sure people who live up there do, but there are like hiking trails or something up there and it's above where anybody lives and there's a bunch of wildlife and there is no cell phone reception and no people and no nothing. And my phone, when I got lost, told me to turn left on this wacky dirt road that was not a real road that I should not have been driving on. And I got caught in mud and started to slide. And when it stopped, I saw this lit up wreath to my right and I went to get out to like be like, oh, that must be someone's house. Let me knock on the door to go to step to do that door to see that it was just a clip drop off. And I was like, sheer ravine. Holy cow. My front right tire was no exaggeration. 18 inches, if not even a little bit less from the drop off. And it was terrifying. So we got home from that. And uh, yeah, we wound up not doing the podcast because we were exhausted. <laughs> but we're making it happen. Yeah. And it's important when you have a weekly goal like we release on thursdays whatever happens this is something we've committed to each other as husband and wife as artists as actors and creative individuals well it's also good because and it keeps you accountable it feels like we're being productive and doing something and it's something really special we can share because going back to the what happens when we're separated if you're in a different state doing a project or i'm doing a different state doing something we're still going to do this if not this, you know, some version thereof. Yeah. And it's a way to stay connected even when we're apart. Yeah. Which I think is the most important thing in the relationship. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the more important things that I need to start doing going forward with like the industry. Like Mm -hmm. I know, I know we, I know we um, kind of unplug when we both leave. And I think that's very important because it gives you the space and the energy to come back. But at the same time, I think like the next vacation that we take together, I'm going to bring some kind of book on producing, some kind of book on screenwriting or like a a memoir of a famous writer, director, producer that I respect. I love that. And take that opportunity to like learn through their eyes. Um, That way it's not just, Oh, Hey, I'm not being productive, but I'm growthful. And I think for every relationship, particularly our relationship to the entertainment world is like, you have to constantly try new things. And like, while we we talk about constantly dating each other and Mm -hmm. constantly trying to find out what's going to continually be exciting, you know, figuring out in my head, what can I do for the industry that's buying the industry flowers? Like like a small token, a small gesture. Flowers just because, and it makes me smile every single time. But like, what's something that we can do on a weekly or biweekly basis that will like consistently re-engage ourselves and re-remind ourselves that oh, like this is a special love of my life. This is like this is yeah, my wife. Uh, I mean, if I'm not constantly (laughs) keeping that up, not. I'm not being a good husband, not because my wife needs flowers, but because my wife needs to be reminded she's special. Oh, Shelly. But that's like, like in your opinion, what is something on a weekly basis that we could do better? And I'm not necessarily talking about like, yeah, acting class or or just something that maybe even outside the box you hadn't really thought of until like this question was posited. And if nothing, that's fine. We can revisit it later. It's just, you well, one thing, one thing we had talked about when we first got together, and we were really good about it for a while, but then, you know, life gets in the way, we stopped. One night a week for two hours, we unplugged. No phones, no television, 
no, no electronics at all, just to connect together. And I loved it when we did that. And we could try to do that again, but do something artistic, read a book out loud with each other, sit down at the piano and, and sing some songs or try to play guitar for a little bit or work on that duet or do I say what I want us to sing? Sure. I want Amelia and I (laughs) sing shallow and I want Amelia to look at me the way that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga look at each other. I I look at, I look at Amelia the way. I was like, but don't I look at you that way? I want us both to look at each other the way that Lady Gaga looks at Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> like, I feel like Bradley Cooper really likes Lady Gaga and like they're super intimate and super close. But I feel like Lady Gaga is like she embraced that character so deeply. Oh and, and you can just tell the love and respect that's oh. there. Even though they're not romantic and like off screen. You can you can just see you can see the, the love and artistry there. And I love that. Did you watch the interview with her on Jimmy Kimmel? She's like, come on, we nothing happened. I'm an actor. (laughs) I think this is what we do. I mean, Uh, they did a really good job. They did a phenomenal (laughs) job. Their their chemistry off the charts. Consistently, I okay. So, but to go back to the question, I would love to one night a week unplug and be together, but do something artistic while doing it. Like, what about like watching a classic film at home? Even but, that, yes. But not, but breaking it down while we're watching it. Yes, enjoying it, but understanding because, like, I think one of the things that we kind of—I don't want to say fail because that's such a big and loaded word. That's a big word. We fall short of is that when we watch movies together, sometimes we check out and we distance ourselves to escape. And one thing that I consistently struggle with is like, we're both so far into it. We're, and so in the, like, so ingrained in us to like cut things apart and be like, all right, cool. That scene was, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't understand why this was that. Or like, they really, like, you're much more forgiving than I am. I am. When we watch movies, Jason starts picking it apart and I'm like, just let yourself get lost in the movie world. <laughs> like we'll talk about it after. <laughs> but I, I honestly think like, I feel like that that's what we could do. We could set aside time. Uh, and like when um, like Arclight presents or there's like an event at AMC, like go see a classic yes. movie. I know we joined Arclight, so we should take advantage of those. And Arclight like, events take that time to really like, all right, cool. Let's remind ourselves what we love. Let's. I love this. Yes. I don't know when. Yeah. Um, In all of our ample free time, but I think that is such a great idea. I don't want, and I don't want our date night to be, to be date, the dating, the industry night. So funny. You just said that. Cause in my head I went, well, I mean, we have our date nights at us on Thursdays. Do we do this on Thursday nights? And then in my head I went, no. And you just voiced it. So it's let's not take it away from us on Thursday happens. nights. It's so teetering. Cause I feel like there's so, there's so much we waffle back and forth between as far as like, Oh, like we have to do this in order to do X, Y, and Z as a couple. Can we roll that into something else? Right. I think it's also so important to keep it different. uh, Yeah. Keep it separate. 
especially now that, you know, Lila's eight months old tomorrow, babe. God, when did that happen? So go right now. I was packing the hospital bag because, yep, we didn't really pack it till the night before, even though we were supposed to. And the movie About Time was playing. And you and mom were watching About Time and I was getting in the shower. It was, it's 8.30, so we would be, it's 8.30 over here. or eight, oh. No, 8.50. Sorry, it's almost 9 o'clock over here. So right, it, here, here it's almost midnight. Sorry, I, I did the whole thing like, oh, but it's midnight. At midnight, that's what I was doing because we were about to leave for the hospital. You were still at Cafe Gratitude. Right. Oh, we were still at Cafe Gratitude. Right, because there were fireworks were still going on? Uh-huh. That was the one night my belly was a, t- was a table, a shelf. The night before I gave birth, the one time photo. I could balance a drink on my belly. Speaking of bellies, Maria and Patrick, congratulations on the birth of little Declan. Oh, my God. I went and met him yesterday. Maria, I'm supposed to go see them tomorrow. You're going tomorrow. Yeah. And like I said to Maria when I was there, when I'm back next week, we're going to cook a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to bring it over. Um, but congratulations, and he's adorable. And Oh, my gosh. I was holding him going, Lila, were you really this little just eight months ago? No, she wasn't. She was actually smaller. It's crazy. She had to get that big. Oh. <laughs> oh. Then that little face. Jess's daughter's name. I don't know. That's so exciting. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm in D.C., and I'm going to go meet her and the baby oh, sometime this so week. Jealous. So jealous. I'm so excited. Um, but, yeah, so it's just like, oh. Babies and life and yeah. stuff and did did we answer those questions? I feel like we did. Like the questions I was positing. Do you have any? Did, is there anything that was percolating in your mind in the last week that you wanted to chat about? I just think this week was such a roller coaster up and down as far as emotion, life events, career stuff, and sleep deprivation. Between going to Las Vegas, having that audition, being with your family, everything that was happening there, pops were thrilled that everything's going great. Coming back, me getting sick again. Like, I don't. I sick on the drive up. On the drive up, my nose went all peak, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Sure. No. And thank goodness for Akron, got me through that audition. And then I spiked a fever on the drive home. And then I was trying to teach and stuff. And then I bought the tickets and I'm flying back home and I'm trying to get everything done and teach before I go. And then the thing with the car in the, in the canyon happened. Oh, and yeah. it's just like, it, it was a crazy. That was all one week? This was all one week, babe. A week ago tomorrow, we drove to Vegas. This all happened in the last six days. It's insane. And then me flying here with, with Lila overnight. So I feel a little drained. In the 40 minutes it took us to get checked in oh my gosh they didn't have lila's name on my reservation and boarding for this plane was at 8 50 we finally got to security at 8 41 and they were all really sweet they let me go through which is really kind they were but the plan the plan was to get through jason can hold the baby i can get a bite to eat get some water run to the restroom and then go to the gate no time for that so we're getting on the plane. I'm getting everything together. And the diaper bag, because it's a full flight, winds up going up above the thing. That's where all my RX bars were. My stomach was growling, and there was nothing I could do. <laughs> there was that on top of it last night. <laughs> I went to a taco truck. You went to a taco truck? What'd you get? Our, I went to our taco truck. I love that tower. Tower. I love that taco truck. 
I had a mental image of tacos in a tower. So I said tower. Maybe I'll go back there tonight. Can you eat them for me? No. Um, chicken's yeah. in the fridge, I think. I'm going to eat Yeah, there's good chicken. There's the chicken butternut squash. I had that for lunch. It's good stuff. There's the Indian-style chicken. These poor people are stuck listening to us review our day. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's yeah. in the fridge, guys? What's in the freezer? There's soup. There's honey-glazed vegetables. I'm excited for this week for one thing. Really one thing only for me personally. Sleep? It, no, um, I'm actually going to try to use it as a, a reset on um, all the training I, I was doing. You know, like between my forearm getting hurt and uh, how's like, that getting sick. We'll find out in a little bit because if I head off to the gym, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to take it easy. I imagine my strength has overall gone down a lot because it's been yeah. a month since I was lifting, a month and a half. It has not. Yeah, because I'm going. Well, because I haven't been lifting heavy at Orange Theory. I've been going super right. super low because I and I haven't been running hard. So like, um, start yeah. tomorrow. I'm gonna start a new half marathon training regimen. Perfectly good place to start. Place to start. But yeah, and I hope you can use use this week to um, whatever. Not that you need any motivation or anything like that, but like whatever you need to get out of being home for a week. Yeah. To really use it to come well, back to LA with renewed purpose. Renewed and come back to LA with renewed, pur- like you just said, renewed purpose and focus to light the fire under my tush to get going again. Yeah. Cause honey, I wanted to be a stay at home dad. Uh, we, we talked about this. I wanted to be a kept man. What I, love, is, I got I'm you way too hard to be a kept man. <laughs> um, yeah. I got you boo. I'll, 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 I'll get there. You'll and be a stay at home dad. Yet. Thing that is challenging while you're gone. What? is not watching every movie. Cause I can go to the movies. When you're not here. That's true. You can. But it would feel it would, I'd, I'd and there's an interesting thing. I'd feel like I'm cheating on you if I go to the movies. Even if I was going to the movies alone, I would feel like I'm cheating You're on cheating you. Cheating on me by going to the movies. Like I do have to watch friends, the page. It's fine. Movie. No, but like we're gonna see that anyway. Yeah. But it's the the notion of like if tonight I like went off and saw like an eleven o'clock showing of a movie, I feel like I'm cheating on you. Yeah. One, don't do that because you need to get sleep while I'm gone. Two, that is so sweet that if you feel like you're, yeah. It, if I went to the movies without you, I feel like I feel that way too. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, That's, it's like you know, we're married and stuff and well, life. It's also like I feel like our relationship revolves so much. Well, we're is so inter um, enmeshed yeah. with industry stuff. Like having you and your mom at the that event at WME for Invisible. Yeah. Not to like backtrack or anything like that, but it's just like there are things in life I can't now imagine doing without you. Yeah. Aw. I feel the same way though. It's like, you know, looking at people who got awards, friends who are now booking things, like the notion of doing something separately is a very real reality. Yeah. But also like, man, I don't know if I want to like, I mean, I do, but. I don't know if I want to live in Eastern Europe for two months or uh, shooting a movie. I do. Right. I mean, I I do. That sounds amazing. 
Me too, but being away from you, it's, it's that whole grander life scale of is it worth it? Oh, one thing I want to ask about. Yes. Um, what if? Yes. Second child, whenever, if we get around to that. Oof. You, whatever. <laughs> what if during the breastfeeding phase of post-pregnancy, you booked something big and you had to leave? I had a dream about this. What does that look like for you, huh? Oh, God. We, I really have to see what it is. If it's a, the life-changing career role, I'd have to do it. And maybe... Okay. But let's, let's, let's file that away in a different place. Okay. Let's say that role has already happened, and now you're working. Oh, okay, okay. And the notion of and now the next series is and, and the thing is is like once you start the ball rolling in that direction and we've, we've already seen that the little fits and starts we've had as you, we always say you have to then earn it once you get it you have yeah. to keep on earning it to keep once, it like once for each of us that's one of the reasons why we're kind of not stuck but middling where we are yeah each time we've had we just haven't quite got that next right that we had a little success and then it. It just peters. Right. So you, you don't have that, like, you know, if you have a sitcom or you have a film and you have had a series of projects and things start building and then you're pregnant, you're working while you're pregnant, you take a planned hiatus and then the studio or the network is super excited to have you fit back and ready to go. But that means that you are in Atlanta or in New I, York. Or in Chicago or wherever it is. Realistically, we would see where you are and we'd see if we can relocate while filming. Uh, if Lila's already in school and things are, you know, the, the baby's breastfeeding and all that, if it's just the pilot, baby might come with me for it. What if it's a series? I'm just so curious. Like, we it's need to. Series. I feel like if it's a series, we'd have to all relocate together. I, we can't break the family apart. Just for me to shoot a series for nine months. And then what if it's, and then what if it's just like, how would you deal with the notion Stop of, breastfeeding in order to do it? To stop breastfeeding inside the first six months. Oh my God. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it. That I, is the crazy like thing. Is that, is that the breakup? Is that the breakup? Or is that like, hey, we're going on a break with the industry? The industry? Like, I'm oh, still committed. No. I'm still in this. I'm not going to go see anybody else, but they also have services, but it's very, very expensive. But at that point we'd be able to afford it where I can pump and ship the milk to you. What? Yeah. That'd be a re- that's going to blow out a level. Uh, <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah. So there's a company called human milk for human babies. And when I was overproducing, when Lila was really little, I thought about donating to them. Things other than human babies. No, no, no. It's just a, uh, that's what it's called. Because a lot of like cow's milk or things go into feeding human babies, or but this is human milk for human babies, where women can donate their breast milk to moms in NICUs or like to babies where a mom's supply is dipped, and they're very uh, specific with who they allow to donate. So like you can't be on any kind of drugs or any. Uh, there's just certain things about it, but it's a wonderful, wonderful company. And so I was talking about this with. Oh my gosh, who was I talking about this with? It was industry mom friends, I think. But they were saying, like, if I were on location somewhere and 
I don't want to let my supply dip, but it's like a short amount of time and I have a frozen stash at home, I can pump where I'm at and donate it where I'm at. But there's other companies, and I don't remember the name of, where it's a service where you can pump. They send you the packets to keep the milk frozen. Like you freeze it and then it gets shipped to you. So that the baby could keep getting my milk. But that is a very expensive thing. Uh, But if we were at that point and we were able to do that, probably that. Because I just, breastfeeding as a mother, and it's so, there's so many sides to this. Fed is best. Like when I was in, when we were in Vegas the other day and getting sick again, my supply dipped again. I was stressed, dehydrated, getting sick. And I took Afrin, which can diminish supply as well. And I was like, Lila's hungry. We don't have frozen breast milk. We're not at home. I'm not supplying what I'm supposed to supply. Oh my God, what do we do? What did we do? We went to pick up formula just in case we needed it. We wound up not. Make sure you return that to uh, Whole Foods, by the way. Do you have a receipt? Oh my gosh, I think I do in my wallet. Okay, we'll do that when we get back. But it was that thing of fed is best, make sure the baby's taken care of. And that comes first because it's such a shame that women shame each other. Breastfed mom, breastfeeding moms go, oh, what you don't breastfeed, oh gosh, or formula fed. It's awful. Do what's best for baby. But of course I would want to breastfeed as long as I possibly could. And just because I book a role to me is not a reason to stop breastfeeding. Because I feel like, for other moms and other people in the industry, but for me, I don't think that's worth it. And this might be something that we can talk about later on, which I'm so excited to talk about when we get to it. Yeah. But like, I feel like the industry, not, I mean, misogynist might sound, it's just, it, it seems like there's so much in the industry stacked against women. Yeah. I'm glad that there's some things like that, I'll be them expensive, um, that can kind of, Cause like you shouldn't, no one's going to ask a man, Hey, do you want to work or be a dad? Right. And, and with it's, with women, it's like, do you want to work or be a mom? That's a ridiculous question. Cause if you've chosen to be a mother, one, it's the hardest, most incredible job in the entire world. But, but not only that, it's like, no, of course I'm going to work. I'm going to work because I'm a mom right. and I have provide for my family and I have to provide emotional direction to show my children that a woman can work and be a mom. Absolutely. And that's my opinion as a man, but what's, I mean, I don't want to, that's like me mansplaining (laughs) yes, I'm not capable of doing. (laughs) But no, it's, it's a, that is, my head is spinning right now. That is a great question that you posed. Yeah. Do you do in a case like that? when you have to keep the ball rolling career-wise. But yeah, I don't think I would stop breastfeeding over. We would find a way to get the milk to you or have you and the kids with, with me. I mean, there are things to think about for another time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't believe you're on the other side of the country. I know. I miss you. It's going to be weird. I was going to say, I was on a plane last night, but I'm sure when I climb into bed and just a little bit here, it's going to feel so empty without you. But you have Brady to keep you warm and snuggly. I do. He's How is he doing? He's a little depressed. A little blue. Yeah. You can tell I'm not there. He can. I was not there. He can. Oh. Um, but yeah. Well, honey, I, I, I don't want to keep you because it's midnight and you need to shower and bed. It's, I have not slept well in like three days, so hopefully Lila will stay down and I'll get a good night's sleep. 
And I miss you so much. This was just nice, short, and sweet. We just wanted to check in. And yeah. And that's then we'll, uh, we'll, yeah, let's, we'll, we'll coordinate during the week. We'll figure out what the plan is for the next episode, if we're going to record it again the same way or once, once you're back in LA. Yeah, because I get back Monday night. I get back in a week. Well, guys, um, thank you so much for. Wait, can I say it? Can I say it? Of course you can. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Um, you can find us on anchor.fm, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google cast, like everywhere. Anywhere podcasts are, you can find us Um, on the platforms, which you can subscribe and follow. Please subscribe and follow Hollywood on Instagram at married to the number married to Hollywood. Um, we're going to start getting better and better about posting on that once we have photos posting. And if you guys have any questions or topics you want us to tackle or things you're curious about to just on Instagram to us, we'll, we'll, there is no topic off, no topic off limits, limits? no off limit topic. No, I'm so tired. Whatever. I, I don't think that's it. But the thing is we will talk about anything and answer any questions. We just want to keep this open and honest and talk about what it's really like being married and being in this industry. Well, um, I love you. I love you, babe. I miss you. Miss you too. And we will talk soon. Talk soon. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosewall. And we'll talk to you. Married to Hollywood. Bye. Bye.